Today's service is a bit different. We have a surprise for you in place of our readings and our sermon. First, I want to invite all who are six years old and younger to come join us because this is for you. You are our very special guests. Uh huh. I see that look. What? You are invited to listen, watch, sing. We expect you to sing and absorb. And we want you to get to know this story. It's an important story. So this is for you. And we're going to let the whole congregation eavesdrop in. We'll let you all stay. And while you get settled into place, I call forward three lectors. Anita Ward, Ann Steiner, and James Donovan to join me at microphones. We might need that music stand, Joseph. And now I want everyone to relax. Although, don't get too comfortable. Except for our very special guests, you all have roles to play. I know, some of you have colds and are uncomfortable. Don't worry, you don't have any speaking parts. We're not going to get you into the union this service. But you are invited to bring your phones out, take pictures, um, post it on social media. So let me set the stage. This Christmas story is rooted in old, old tales of the winter solstice, when the days were short and the nights were long, our ancestors told stories of a miraculous child born to us to help return the light. So throughout the world, people tell stories of a child born to a royal family or to an important rich family who then grows up to lead mankind into a time of truth and justice. And then the early Christians, the ones who came before us, adapted these stories of miraculous births, but they added a twist to the old stories. The miraculous child wasn't the son of a king, but merely the son of a carpenter. He was not the son of a wealthy queen, but instead was the son of a woman whose only wealth was her moral purity retelling the story of the birth of this average baby born to a carpenter was a signal. This baby, this man, would upend the status quo, help redefine what is right and wrong, what is evil, what is moral. And his arrival brings the possibility of a different type of kingdom. His arrival brings the possibility of a kingdom based on relationships, human dignity. We are going to recreate the old story of the miraculous birth birth of Jesus this morning. But we are going to give it our own slant. We'll draw on two early Christian accounts of Jesus' birth from the books of Matthew and Luke. 
Since we take the story of Hanukkah seriously, we are going to pay attention to how this is a story of freedom and liberation. And drawing on our own universalist heritage, we are going to make this a story of hope for all people. Instead of just listening to or watching the story of the birth of Jesus, we're going to get inside it. Try to forget that you've ever heard this story before. You may recognize familiar characters, even plot. Try to hear this story this morning as if for the first time. I call forth now two costumers, Ada, Ada Galley and Liz Mosier. I also call forth two directors, Janet Nobles and Carrie Musica. We enlist the help of our fine pianist, Chris Powell. At various points in the story, we are going to ask who would be willing to come up and play the parts of the characters in the story. Now, don't worry, you will not have to speak. <laughs> when we pause and ask for volunteers to play parts in the story, if you want to be in the story, raise your hand. We invite all of you, seven years and older, able-bodied or differently abled, tall or short, you get the idea, all who are inspired, we call on you to take a part. Then you will move over to the table, always walking slowly and calmly, where Ada Galley and Liz Mosier will dress you in a simple costume. And then Janet Nobles and Carrot Musica will place you in your places in our unfolding story and growing tableau. Ready? Then let's begin. Close your eyes for a moment. Allow yourself to be transported to another time and another place. Imagine that after years and years of hearing stories about men and women bowing down before powerful kings and emperors and dictators and tyrants, you finally hear a story in which three powerful magi kneel down alongside some shepherds before one tiny newborn child. Imagine the only stories you heard were tales of terrible wars. Now, at last, you are hearing the story of a baby. It is un an unlikely story of a humble carpenter and his wife with a baby that is born to them in a stable. Imagine that after years of hearing stories about hatred, oppression, and persecution, you finally are hearing a story about the transforming power of love. Now you may open your eyes. Listen and watch carefully. Let the story begin. To start, we need someone to be Caesar Augustus, Emperor of Rome. Looking, where are you, Caesar? <laughs> 
In those days, long, long ago, a decree goes out from the emperor, Caesar Augustus, saying all the world should be registered so that they can pay taxes to me. You're saying all the world needs to pay taxes to you. (laughs) Now, we need two people, one to be Joseph, a carpenter, and one to be Mary, who's engaged to Joseph. Mary and Joseph, once you have your robes on, could you please walk slowly because you're... Oh, we don't have a Mary? All right, Mary and Joseph, listen carefully. Once you have your robes on, please walk slowly because you're making a long journey up the aisle to the back. It's taking them a while to get dressed here. That's okay. Okay, Mary and Joseph walk slowly back to the back. Okay. Now, they're, they had this long journey, right? <laughs> And this first night, you know, they, um, it's a starlit night. So everyone else, please hold up your hands like this so that they can, the lights, the stars twinkling to light their way. All the people are required to go to the town where they were born to register for paying taxes. For some people, that means a long journey. Joseph, a carpenter, has to go all the way from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the city of David. And he goes with Mary. They start on their long journey, traveling by day and sometimes even by night, their road lit only by stars. Joseph and Mary knows it's not going to be easy. What with Mary almost ready to have her baby? At least the twinkling stars make the road seem friendly. Thank you for the stars. (laughs) Now that Joseph and Mary are in Bethlehem, please put your hands down. (laughs) We'll sing a version of hymn number 246. 246. O little town of Bethlehem. Since they had they have arrived. (laughs) 
When Joseph and Mary arrive in Bethlehem, they discover that there is no room at the inn. But the inn is the only place in town with comfortable beds. <laughs> the only place Mary and Joseph can find to take shelter is in a stable cut into the side of a hill. So they settle in to sleep there among the animals. Now, of course, we need some animals. A cow? A pig? And since this was the Middle East, we, of course, need a camel. The gentle animals welcomed Joseph and Mary into their stable, and that very night the time comes for Mary to give birth. It is a stable, so when the baby is born, of course there is no cradle. Where to lay the baby? One of the cows is kind enough to lend her feeding trough for a cradle. And Joseph and Mary lay their new baby among the hay in the feeding trough. Now we're going to need two shepherds. Of course, we'll also need sheep for the shepherds to watch. And we And we need one person who is willing to be a messenger from the God of the Israelites, also known as an angel of the Lord. While they get ready, we'll sing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. In that region, there are shepherds who live for months at a time out in the fields, watching over their flocks of sheep by night. They have to watch over their sheep because there are wolves in the hills that would gladly eat a sheep. <laughs> 
On this night, as the angels, as the shepherds stand watch in their field, an angel of the Lord stands before them. And this angel is truly magnificent. And the glory of the God of Israelites shine down around the shepherds. Not surprisingly, the shepherds are terrified. <laughs> but the angel speaks gently, saying to them, Do not be afraid, for I have appeared to bring you good news of great joy for all the people of Israel. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a cow's feeding trough. Uh, I see we're going to need um, lots more angels. <laughs> All of a sudden. Perhaps I could prevail on everyone in the congregation to stand for a moment, as you are willing and able, to face the shepherds and sheep and to act as, act as if a host of angels. And then the angel who had spoken goes on to say, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Let there be peace and goodwill among all the people everywhere. And then the whole host of angels singing and praising God, and the shepherds are amazed. So, host of angels, we will sing the first verse of Angels We Have Heard on High. Thank you, host of angels. You may sit down. <laughs> Upon hearing the message from their God and hearing the songs of the angel choir, the shepherds say to one another, This is amazing! <laughs> Let's go up to Bethlehem and actually see the baby the first angel told us about. Being good shepherds who care about their sheep, they bring along the sheep. <laughs> so the shepherds travel to Bethlehem with their sheep and there they find Mary and Joseph and the new baby just as the angel had told them afterwards the shepherds will tell everyone what the angel had said and everyone who hears their story is amazed act amazed Whoa. as for Mary she already knows her baby is wonderful 
But she listens carefully to what the shepherds say and treasures all she hears in her heart. The shepherds and sheep gather around the feeding trough, admiring the baby. They praise their God for, his, for this wonder of new birth. They pray and hope that what the angel said will come true, that there will be peace on earth and goodwill for all people, even for the lowly shepherds. Now we're going to need three magi. Three magi. These are Zoroastrian priests and astronomers, also called kings or wise men. Okay. After you get your crowns, please begin walking slowly up the aisle and stop at the first row. After Jesus is born in Bethlehem, three magi from the far east come to Jerusalem. As these three magi journey their long, slow journey to Bethlehem, actually it takes them 12 days to get there, which is why we talk about the 12 days of Christmas. They notice that their way is lit by a large and bright star. We're going to need someone to be the star. First, the Magi went to visit King Herod. We'll need someone to be King Herod. (laughs) And you can stay seated right where you are. And these magi go to Herod and ask, Where is the child who has born king of the Jews? For we observed his star in the skies, and we have come to praise him and bring him gifts. The three magi learned from King Herod about a prophecy which had been spoken long ago that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So the Magi set out for Bethlehem, and as they walked, they see ahead the star they had first seen in the far east. The Magi follow the star until it stopped over the stable where the newborn child was lying in a cow's feeding trough. Join in singing the first verse of We Three Kings of Orient Are.
When the Magi see the new baby, they are overwhelmed with joy at this new life. They kneel down, or maybe they just bow. (laughs) 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 They kneel down to worship him. They open their bags and brings out gold and frankincense and myrrh. All three are valuable metals, oils, they're riches. Now we are done. Let us pause for a moment. Look at this scene. It is a special night with stars and angels and shepherds and magi and animals. And they are all admiring a special baby who has just been born. Why would all these people stand around for such a long time to admire a tiny new baby? There's only one reason I can think of. Because the birth of a child always brings hope for the future. And for a people who lived under oppressive Roman rule, all the while longing for liberation... The birth of a child must have been fraught with extra meaning. They may be thinking, will this be the child who leads us to freedom? Will this be the child who breaks our bonds of slavery and establishes a reign of peace and righteousness? So it is in our world today, in a world that sometimes seems hopeless, we still look with hope to the future. Every time a baby is born, we hope that this child will be the one who leads us to a world of righteousness. And every time we tell this Christmas story, it reminds us that we must work together for liberation and justice. We, you and I, are the ones who are responsible for making sure the world is a better place for all the babies that are born. So as our cast of characters hold their places, one more moment. Let's all sing together, both those sitting in the pews and all of us. Sing 245 Joy to the World. Thank you, brave and talented volunteers. Would you take a bow? Animals and sheep and... You can return to your seats. And let's thank our readers and 